Hello. Welcome to the home for anime. It's me, Cameron. And I've returned from my break briefly between volumes four and five to tell you happy Valentine's Day. I also thought this would be nice to do kind of a homey check-in, but if y'all don't mind, this one's really personal for me. So I don't know if you find any relatability in this, then I would love to know if you did. It'd be really cool to have that conversation. It's an intimate one, but it's a good one. So if you've seen the title of this podcast episode that you clicked on, which I would hope you did because it'd be kind of awkward if you didn't, uh, the anime that I'm talking about is The Dangers in My Heart. And what we're going to be talking about is why caring is attractive. So I'm just going to read off this synopsis of this show because there's a lot to unpack here. Kyotaro Ichikawa may look like a shy and reserved middle school student, but deep within his heart is a bloodthirsty killer. His ultimate desire is to see his classmate Anayamada's beautiful face writhing in pain before he ends her life. But this fantasy may never come to fruition as Ichikawa starts to see an entirely different side to Yamada. Often seeking refuge in the library, Ichikawa frequently runs into Yamada. It is during these encounters that Ichikawa realizes his model classmate is actually an airhead who can never read the room. As they spend more time together, the boy cannot help but feel not only a sense of endearment toward the very girl he wishes to murder, but also a desire to protect her at all costs. Is it possible that this sudden change in Ichikawa's perspective could lead to something more? The, the short answer is yes. So let's talk about the anime really quick, because there's a few things to unpack. First and foremost, Ichikawa is very relatable to every cringy teenager out there, especially if you're an adult who can recognize that they were a cringy teenager. He's very shy. He really does not know how to socially interact, but at the same time, he's really good at reading the room. And he's also really horny, as are the other boys in the class. So he's a model 13 or 14-year-old. And he reminds me so much of me. The loner aspect, the, I don't need anyone. Everyone's out to get me anyway. And you know what? They can all go beep themselves. I, I really... I felt like I really related to this kid. And that was probably the first hook for me. The second is, even though he has all of these conflicting feelings, he is just a genuinely good kid. And by that, I mean he has a very caring nature, which Yamada sees several times over because... Obviously, he doesn't really want to kill her. 
he just is grappling with his emotions in a really weird way because he loves murder mysteries, he loves true crime, and he doesn't have anybody really to talk to other than his sister who kind of just pokes fun at him all the time. But he really likes her, and he just keeps doing things, whether it be helping her hide snacks in the library because you're not supposed to sneak snacks into school, or chucking his bike into a river so that she doesn't have to talk to a guy who's clearly making her uncomfortable. And the thing is, she recognizes this really early on in the show, and is straight up infatuated with him. And it's not one of those weird or creepy situations, you know, where it's very one-sided. She drops hints, and she's coming to grips with her emotions too, in her own way, because she is very much in her own little bubble. And it's just a very wholesome friendship that they both end up building. The foundation is really strong. And the more that he works to try and make her feel better on the day to day, she does the same for him in her own way, which I can honestly say, if I can relate to Ichikawa as a teenager, for all of the reasons that I listed, I really relate to Yamada as an adult, which, uh, now that I realize it might be, hmm. Maybe I'm just a wholesome adult. See, Yamada's answers to problems are just doing really sweet things that are within her scope of knowledge. And she and I actually do very similar things when we know that there is somebody who is feeling bad, which is offer them sweets or I've actually gone out and like bought people sodas because I like soda and I just I forget that adults don't all drink soda like they did when they were kids but I still like it and they really seem to appreciate it also candy lots of candy I love buying candy for people like, if, if you guys want candy, let me know, because, like, I buy so much candy, and I eat a lot of candy, because candy is great. Also, I think that food is just, like, a really great love language. Sorry I'm going off on this tangent, but it's very important for me to say this. I think food is indeed a love language. So snacks, meals, stuff like that, that is one of the best indicators that I really care about you. Because I will say the same two things. If I haven't talked to you in like two weeks, I'll say the same two things. Are you keeping well and are you eating enough? I I just, it makes me really happy to um, be able to check on people that way. And if they're in town, be able to take them to lunch or you know, get them something. I, I bought a coworker a blueberry soda and I was like, 
well, yeah, because you're the best. Like, what else? Why else would I do it? That and I want you to be happy. And blueberry soda should make everyone happy. So, yeah. Maybe I'm also a bit tone deaf, but it's one of the ways that I know how to show people that I care. Now, before I get to the homie check-in part, I do want to talk about the animation for a bit because there's something really beautiful about it. Of course, the characters are really cute, and I think that they have unique styles about them. I can actually tell these characters apart, which is always great. But there's this really... not rosy, but... there's kind of this slight dreamy... part of the animation that maybe I... Maybe I'm making it up, but I've watched this entire thing and it felt overly beautiful in contrast to the cute characters and scenarios. And the more that I thought about it, the more I realized, I think that this is supposed to represent how beautiful and how dreamy youth is. And by that, I mean... You never know what's going to happen in the day-to-day. -day. You never know what developments you're going to have as a person. You never know what type of connections you're going to make. And there's just something about, I guess you could say, nostalgia. There's just something so nice about being able to look back on your younger years as an adult because even if sometimes were tough even if there were times that were really awkward it was all beautiful because it helped to develop us into who we are and that's just a lovely sentiment. Even if I'm wrong, that is genuinely what I choose to believe about why this is animated the way it is. We became who we were back then. That's why they're called our formative years. And whether they were really good or really bad, we are the people who we are because of them. And we have the connections that we have based on the foundation that we built back then and maybe just maybe we experienced our first loves around that age and my oh my what a first love it was but that's neither here nor there i think this show is beautifully animated and i really just love the art direction and I love the character designs. I think Ichikawa's eyes are probably, I wouldn't say the most detailed and gorgeous. They're not on the level of anything that KyoAni does, but there's this unique double layer to them that I can't help but remember. And if you've 
listened to this podcast long enough, you know that eyes in anime are my obsession. So having a character with eyes like that is just really cool. And also, there's this really neat thing that they do. And I know other shows have done it before, but this just highlights his awkwardness, which I love how they play that up. Ichikawa has one eye covered by his hair, and we'll see that hair over that one eye. And he's always looking at Yamada. And that's just great. Now on to the homie check-in part. This show 100% made me rethink the Valentine's Day episode that I was going to do because I had one recorded and edited about Pokemon the movie I Choose You and My Dress Up Darling. I know, wild combination. But then I saw this and everything changed. I've, I've been going through this thing as an adult where... I'm kind of going through the motions of what I find to be attractive in both friends and partners because I never really had a clear definition of that in my teens or my early 20s, which led to a lot of disasters. But... As a 26-year-old wholesome man, I realized that the most attractive thing to me is when someone cares about not just you, but the things that you're interested in. So it goes a step beyond uh, just... The dangers in my heart. This is where it goes into my dress up, darling. So I'm I'm actually combining three, and you'll see how. So in my dress up, darling, in the first episode, there's this guy who's hitting on that main character, uh, Marin, who says, "Is that thing from some anime?" Oh, well, that's a bunch of shit. And she said, "People who." make fun of other people's interests are shit. And I said, yeah. And it reminded me of when I was 20 and I invited this young lady to go see Pokemon the movie I Choose You with me. And I was really into the movie and I was telling her how much I like Pokemon. She didn't really seem excited, which, you know, fair. We're in our 20s and I still really like Pokemon. We get to the part in the movie where Pikachu talks and I just lose it. I am crying. I am just demolished. And we leave the movie and she starts laughing at me and calling me names. And I think, oh, well, I just, uh, I'm going to, uh, not talk to people about my interest, which... Up to that point, I had rarely done, and I didn't really start doing again until a ways away later. But coming out of my shell and 
realizing that there were people who cared about what it is that I liked and who cared about me, people who would actively check on me, people who would say, so what about that new anime that you're watching or that new book that you're reading? Do you want to talk about that? I know it makes you really happy. My heart flutters. And that is the type of person who I try to be for everyone. And I know this isn't a a across-the-board thing, probably. But in my eyes, having somebody who is genuinely invested in you, who cares a whole bunch when you talk about the wildest or the stupidest thing just because it makes you happy and they're just like wow i'm just so glad to be a part of this and when you feel the same way about the stuff that they are talking about that just is the most attractive person to me so i have great friends who are like that there have been ladies who have been like that and they're really the only ones who I consider dating. Those are the only types of ladies who I consider dating at this point because my interests, maybe they'll shift, but I mean, I'm a person who likes anime, manga, and games and a lot of Pokemon and that's just my core. That's not going to change. It's just, who do I get to fan out about it with? Who cares? Well, hopefully she does. And hopefully my care, my interest in her interests, and my desire to make her a good meal or get her a soda when she's down translates well because just like Yamada and Ichikawa look out for one another and as Ichikawa's circle slowly starts to expand I I just hope that we all get people in our lives both friends and partners who treat us with the love, respect, and care that we deserve, which when I say that we deserve, I mean that we deserve a whole lot because we are all wonderful, beautiful people, and I love that about all of us. So, yeah, this episode, now I've got the name figured out, so I'm just going to say it. The special Valentine's Day episode on the dangers in my heart and why caring is attractive. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're definitely going with that. I sincerely hope that for all of us. Definitely give the dangers in my heart a watch. It's currently streaming on High Dive. The first season is completed. The second season is going right now. It is a very 
easy, breezy, joyous watch. And as always, I sincerely hope for the best for all of you. And with that being said, if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat. If you want to email me recommendations, you can do so at ouranimehome at gmail.com. If you want to support what it is that I'm doing, then please consider donating to the Patreon or the Buy Me a Tea. And as always, you are all more than welcome to join the Discord server. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for being kind and caring, and happy Valentine's Day.